this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and I'm looking forward to being with you guys today. Thank you for joining in with us, and as always, it's always a privilege and honor to be with you guys. And, you know, I hope you're having a great week so far. I know for us here um, in the state I live in, there's a there's always either 70 degrees one day, 40 degrees the next day, tornadoes one day, rainstorms the next day. I mean, hey, living here is a big surprise. You never know what you're going to get. So, you know, what? one of the things I've realized is... Don't count on other people because <laughs> they don't know half the time what's going on. And I feel that to be so true here in the state of Alabama. So, uh, but hey, once again, I'm excited you guys joined me today. And I hope a lot of our listeners, uh, cause we have thousands of them across the globe, but hope a lot of you guys are actually the ones getting prophetic words from me also monthly. You know, I have so many people I prophesy to on a monthly basis that are on our prophetic word monthly program simply because of the fact that they want to know what God's saying to them every month, you know, and, and it pulls in as far as what they know they can sort of hone in on, do the will of God to attract into their lives. And, you know, hey, it's I, I get it. You know, I love hearing from God. And I also love to be able to, you know, move in the understanding of what is it, God, you want me for this season that I can think about? Because as I think upon it, Lord, in my heart, it's going to manifest. And I want to be able to think on the things that are good and holy and pure and praiseworthy and just awesome, for to be honest with you, just awesome things in, in Jeremy's life. And so I hope every one of you that are listening to me are on our monthly program for me to prophesy to you and give you some good prophetic readings from what the Spirit is saying. So so today I thought about sort of talking about that today for a moment, if I could. You know, um, once again, on prophetic words, we have a lot of people who do receive words from me. I prophesy pretty much all day long in my office for people all over the globe. I mean, we have them from Taiwan. We have some from China. have some from Malaysia. We have some all over Europe. My goodness, Switzerland. Germany. Germany's a big one. Switzerland's a big one. Um, California. Hey, guys, you keep us up and up and uh, up and floating, you know. Texas, Michigan. Oh, my gosh. Georgia. I mean, Florida. We got them all over the world. But I wanted to say this to you guys. A lot of times people don't realize that when we ask the Lord, let's say, for um, specific reasons on things of our lives, as awesome as that sounds and as awesome as it is, because we want to be able to know that, you know, God's going to answer us, we have to begin to reserve the right that I want every one of you to listen to today for me. We have to reserve the right that the Bible makes it crystal clear. We prophesy in part. We see in part and we prophesy in part. So is God going to give you the details of every single solitary thing on why I should sell my home? You know, where should I move? Why, you know, how much money am I getting for it? You know, or am I going to get a cat? Is it my cat can be spotted? Is my cat going to be called, you know, uh, Oscar? I mean, or whatever, you know, I mean, God will not give you the full, complete details of every single thing because you have to begin to realize that that's not how God operates and functions. It takes away from your faith. It takes away from calling those things that be not 
as though it were. It takes away from something you cannot see and you seeing and recognizing that it's not there in the natural. So therefore you can't hear it. You can't see it in the natural. And it pulls on your faith to, And but here's why. Here's what's great about that. It pulls on your faith to for God to be able to bring in and use your own imagination with his to begin to show you that, you know what, if God's going to do something for me, God has given you a paintbrush. We go back to law of attraction. God has given you a paintbrush to say, okay, if God says, for example, you know, uh, go and sell your home, then you know what God is saying too? That's all you need. Because what happens is then God turns around and says, now you show me out of your faith, you know, maybe why you want to sell your home or what would you like to, what would you like to do? Would you like to build a home? Would you like to move into a condo, apartment? Hey, you want a cat? Okay, then tell me this. What kind of cat really sort of has always been in your heart to get? You know, what, what, what color of a cat do you, do you prefer? See, what happens is the reason why I look at a lot of people, no offense folks, when I prophesy to people and I can see if you're really religious or not, versus just really Christ-like is because I can see the back, the underlining of fear. And you might not think, I don't have any fear. You do. Because most of the time when we sit here and say, I have to have the one. I want the girl, the man, the cat, the job. I want the house. Well, what happens is you have to begin to realize that's not how God works. It's not like God says, you have to marry this one girl out of seven billion people on this planet. Now, if you marry anyone else inside this one girl, you're basically, pardon my language, you're screwed, <laughs> right? <laughs> For lack of better words. That's not how God works. What, what if God, what if you, let's say, what if you live in Mississippi and you're a guy, you're a white guy, let's just go there for a moment. And let's say God is saying that you're going to marry, you know, um, Chen Ling and she lives in China. Now, what are the odds you ever, you ever getting her out of 7 million people, folks? Can you be spirit-led? Sure you can. But let me just tell you this. That's going to be very, very, very far-stretched for you to be able to somehow make it to one of the largest countries in the world called China, and you begin to figure her out. You wouldn't even know where to begin, would you? you you'll be so overwhelmed and so stressed, but you're like, i got to have the one because if I don't, then you know what? God's going to hit me or strike me dead or I'm going to be out of his will. God does not work that way. Whoever came up with a theology, and if you study original language, you'll find out original theology, original language never came about to the place where it has, where God says, you know, you have to have the precise one. Now, sometimes in certain situations, there is a the one, <laughs> there is a the one, quote unquote, you know, for certain things in our lives, simply because the fact that God knows that certain the one would be the perfect fit. It would cause us to explode, be creative, attract, have fun, live and live gracefully and with joy and have love and, and prosper and be in good health. I mean, all that happen, can happen. But, but to be honest with you, it's very rare God does that because God wants you to first of all realize that it, within the perfect will, let me give you an idea. The Bible says God does things in excellent ways. What that means is God does things in threefold ways. That's what it means. And we can see this body, soul, spirit, way, truth, life, outer court, inner court, holy of holies. You know, um, let's see here. Uh, if, you know, uh, we have Jesus, you know, Holy Spirit, and God. We have, good Lord, we have so many different things, you know, within our lives because we're triune beings. And so God does things in threes. We even see that from He's the way, truth, and life. Uh, he who was, He who is, He who is to come. I and mean, there's always three folds all through, the, all through the Word of God. But within the the, the good will, the acceptable will, and the perfect will of God, within those three, there's actually a, uh, when I say diluted, don't take this the wrong way, folks, when you hear this. It doesn't mean diluted in the sense of watering down. 
But in the word deluded, what we're going to talk about is it doesn't mean it's crystal clear that the perfect will is one exact thing or person or the excellent will is one exact thing. Because if you think of permissive will or you think of the good and excellent will, you have to realize that it doesn't mean they're evil, wrong, or bad. But yet within those three wheels, there's actually what we call more wheels within those wheels. That's why, let me give you a great example. This is a perfect example. Think about wheel as in W-I-L-L. But Ezekiel had a dream where he saw a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. W-H-E-E-L. So there, right there, we recognize that there are dimensions of wheels, W-H-E-E-L, within wheels. Just like there are dimensions of wheels within W-I-L-L, wheels. For our lives. So that's what God is wanting you to know. Why? Because when God speaks to you, He's not going to tell you specifically detailed down, drawn the line. You know, her name is Sally. She's got short red hair. She's going to weigh this much and she's going to live down the street at 123 Gray Avenue North, you know, you know, apartment B. I mean, He's not going to do that because let's just face it, there's no imagination there. You know, you're pulling from. In fact, I really don't need faith. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, there's not one ounce of faith I will need for that, for that, for that detailed type of thing whatsoever. In fact, I become lazy and I'll be probably at the place in my life, or many of you would say, many of you would be like, eh, okay, well, I know where she lives and exactly where she lives. So, you know what? Hey, I'll just, eh, I'll go, I'll go date her one day and, you know, she's going to be the one. So God will keep her single single until I get to her or God will keep him single until I get to him. Because you have to realize it's not a drive. It's not a passion. You're your, your your passion of seeking actually should be turned on more when God gives you details, but not all the details within the details. And yet, so don't. So what we do is we don't need to keep on pressing to push, almost like push God's buttons in the sense of saying, "I'll need more. I need more." What does God say? Hey, as it shall be given. Go ahead and seek. Do some seeking. You'll find what you're looking for. And then when you keep on seeking, you knock. You're gonna you're gonna discover right then and there. So there's a seeking mechanism within that that you have to begin to pull into play of your life. And through that, it's gonna begin to help you to understand. So so don't find yourself saying, I need to know why, when, how, and and why, you know, where God. When God's like, I've already given you all things pertaining to life and godness. You already have it all in you. Prophecy is yes to confirm. Prophecy is yes to bring a couple more details. But it's not going to bring you the fullness of the details because you don't need that, folks. Here's what I tell people. When you are trying to pull on complete details from God, you are disrespecting yourself. Ouch. That hurts, doesn't it? You're disrespecting yourself. Why? Because what you're saying is, I'm, edu- I'm uneducated, I'm dumb, I'm stupid. I can't even make a move or you know, at all until God gives me every detail on what to do because I don't trust myself and I'm just, I'm just an idiot. That's what you're, what you, that's what you're really saying. When God is saying, I've given you the mind of Christ, you figure it out. You, 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 you seek. You, you, you know, it, it, you know, you overcome by the word of the Lamb of God. Oh, excuse me. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. If you want to overcome, then don't ask God for the full details within the, within the details. If you want to overcome, live your experience out. That's how you overcome. And so if you want to be a, begin to be an overcomer, then get what God's given you and told you and walk away, meditate on it, ponder on it, then stir up your imagination, keep on seeking, and God might give you some details along the way, which are synchronicities and patterns, because He will. He'll give you signs and wonders along the way. But if you're not going to keep on, if you're just going to sit there and say, I need to know why, where, why, how, and why, God, God's going to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not spoiling you. I'm not a sugar daddy. 
I'm not your Santa Claus. I'm a father who disciplines and teaches and comforts, but also shows you the way. Notice how Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. That means you still have to get up and go through the way or the door, according to John chapter 10, because he's not going to open up the door for you. The book of Revelation makes it plain. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens up. So in other words, you still have to seek. You still have to open up that door. He does not open up doors for you. That's not biblical. Okay, so knowing that you have to begin to realize God is saying, don't disrespect yourself. Pull from the mind of Christ in you. Pull from the power of the godliness that you have in you and make that work through my will. And that way you can say, wow, I learned a lot in my experience of seeking out what you told me to do, God. And thank you because it, it added to my life. That's what we want to do. So I wanted to share this with you guys today in this podcast because so many people tend to do that. They tend to disrespect themselves as if they're stupid, and I'm just being blunt, and they don't realize, you know, to say, I respect myself enough that God's given me a word. I'm going to run with that word. I'm going to run with it because I believe in God. I believe in me. His Holy Spirit's in me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. And so I'm going to take that resurrection power and spirit in me and work out this experience and have fun doing it. In other words, I'm going to enjoy the journey. I'm going to enjoy the journey through the details that God did give me. And all the other details will just will come by revelation, not by instruction. See, a lot of you want instruction from God. Come on, folks. Many of you want instruction, details. God is not into instructions. God is into revelation. God doesn't want to tell you just some so just fill your mind puff your mind full of knowledge of when where how and why he would rather you experience it to where the revelation comes alive from the information revelation needs to come alive in information if not then all you'll have is information from God it'll never become revelation because revelation only comes when you start experiencing it and you start entertaining it you start getting your feet wet and all of a sudden revelation begins to be that just that to you it becomes a life giving substance to you because um, words and knowledge does not does not give you a, a, a huge open door of understanding yeah you understand the instruction or you understand the knowledge but true revelation changes your life because uh, you have to realize, knowledge doesn't really change your life revelation from that knowledge once it metamorphosizes into revelation that changes your life so the only way to get revelation is by your experience living it out, having the, the, the few details God gave you, and putting the paintbrush of your imagination to that, and working with God, and having fun doing it, and then you will walk into revelation. You will walk out revelation, and it'll be explosive for you, and trust me, you will never walk away from that moment ever. But the moment you just get knowledge from God, because you want all the details of when, where, how, and why God, it will mean nothing to you. I'll close with this. Remember David, the Bible, David and Saul, David and Solomon, Solomon was David's son, that David fought for the kingdom. David went through hell to get for the kingdom. He fought a bear. He fought a lion. He, you know, I mean, he, he had a man killed. He had committed adultery. God cared and the prophet came and told him to repent. I mean, he did all this stuff. And guess what? God put him in charge of, of Israel to be king. And he had all this stuff made. Solomon comes along into a spoiled house because Solomon actually was spoiled because he didn't have to work by the working of his hands. He was just passed down to him. Now, think about this. And that's why Solomon, even though he was wise, at the very end of his life, he turned his heart towards other gods through all of his wives that he had. 
Okay, read it for yourself, folks. So obviously it wasn't too wise, right? When you turn away from the wise one, from the wisdom, the, the wise one who gave you the wisdom, you're not too wise to me. <laughs> so you have to begin to understand that unless you fight with blood, sweat, and tears, it'll mean nothing to you. Why? Because David ended up getting the revelation and he built the revelation externally from the revelation he had internally that he got from God. Solomon, on the other hand, it was everything was handed to him and he didn't respect it. And so at the end of his days, he turned his back on God in the sense of alluding towards other gods. And so guess what, folks? That's, that's, that's because he just got information. Typology here, information. David fought to get the revelation. So take what God's given you. Don't spoil yourself. You're not, he's not a sugar daddy. Begin to look at your life and say, I'm going to walk this thing through in experiential ways, God, because that's all I needed. And you're teaching me, God. You are discipling me to stir up my faith on what you've told me. Because once again, God wants you to grow. God is more interested in you growing than he is spoiling you rotten. Right? Because God will not spoil you rotten. He'll say, get up and walk. Well, God, I don't know what to do. Where do I go? Hey, you got the mind of Christ in you. Come on, I'll walk with you in the cool of the day like I did Adam. But you're going to have to walk. And sometimes it's going to be blind faith. And sometimes you won't even know if you're coming or going. But you got to trust me. You got to begin to put that paintbrush, you know, in, pull out, pull, and pull into your deepest desires of your heart that I want to bless you with, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead you, guide, and direct you, and we're gonna enjoy this journey and experience together because I am more interested in you growing up and receiving revelation to empower yourself more than I am you sitting down and let me just tell you everything you need to do. Let me tell you. Let me just also close with this one last thing. Imagine Mary and Martha. Notice how one of them worked and worked and worked and made him food and did all this stuff. Action. Okay, then the other one set at his foot to learn. Which one actually is better? Guess what, folks? Neither. Because both of them were equal. Both of them shows us that you have to have action and you have to have sitting at someone's feet to get the instructions. So you need the instructions, but then you have to carry the instructions out to make it revelation. That's what it is. So your life should be that of Mary and Martha equally because both of them are what we need to fulfill the words of the Lord, to fulfill our life's mission and the de desires of our heart. So be remember, are you playing the Martha right now? If you're playing the Martha, get ready. Mary's going to kick in soon. If you're playing the Mary role before long, guess what? Martha's going to kick into you. And you got to realize they're balanced. Because that's what we all need within our lives. Amen. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning into our podcast today. You guys are awesome. And by the way, the book of the month this, this month that I'm excited about is really cool, guys. It actually is stirring up creativity. I encourage all of you, go to the website, identitynetwork.net, and download or purchase the paperback book of Stirring Up Creativity. This is a remarkable book. It is changing lives like crazy, and so many people are getting killer ideas on businesses and ministry and what to do with their money and what to do with their giftings. And this is such a great necessity. We need this because we've got to be able to know how to stir up our creativity. Because in this world today, folks, everyone else around you and technology is stirring up their creativity. So those of those who are, let's say, we'll just put it this way. Those people who are not really awakened to Christ, man, they're kicking it. They're rocking it. They're, they're making millions of dollars. They're coming up with iPhones, iPads, and, you know, um, Mac computer. I mean, all this stuff. And while we sit back and just, oh, Lord, I'm waiting on you. And God's like, don't wait on me. 
Take what I've given you and run with it. Come on. Show the world that you're 10 times wiser than them. Because if you don't, you're not going to be a good representation of the person that you claim is the king of the universe of your life, right? So, hey, take this book, run with it. It's time to be the head and not the tail. It's time to be above and not beneath, folks. This is your time. This is your moment. Run in it. Grab the book today, stirring up your creativity. God bless each one of you. And as always, if you don't like your day, go and change it today. Start thinking how your life needs to be and think the rest of your day through and it shall turn out to be that. Amen. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.